episode 22 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. And so I don't know exactly what the weather will be doing today, but right now it's like 70 degrees outside and we are so happy. It is simply glorious outside. I think we finally came out the other side there of this is, horrible weather. There is more color than just your purple cast that's happening. You like that? I do. You I look to, You look good. I had to go stylish with the cast. I mean, is there anything they were you like you can go stylish? You, they were like, you can get any color you want. And I was like, mm, do I want to go hot pink or do I want to go purple? Oh, hot pink. I, I know. I thought about it. I considered it. But I'm like, no, I'm going to go purple. Do you have any wiggle room in there? Can you store like one of your five hour energies like in the side of it? I wish I could. But <laughs> unless they make them like gel shots, like when you're running, I can't do it because well, it's a tight fit in there. Maybe that is your invention. Ooh, Maybe that's just, waiting for you. I think we mm-hmm. just landed on a, f- a million-dollar idea there. There you go. All right, so... Patent, patent pending, everybody. <laughs> well, you can go, you can go talk to the librarians about well, that. see. We're in the perfect place. I can <laughs> that's just go right. I'm going to go do that right now. Um, thanks so much for joining us today. We missed you terribly last week. Um, I mean, mostly I think we missed hearing ourselves talk. Yeah. Fans it, of that, it was so. a perfect time for having a week off, though, all things considered. Like, you know, I had the, um, the busted arm, so... And I was out of town, and we should talk about that. I think we should. Because I went to Harry Potter World. Awesome. Oh, Jacob, it was so magical. It was really just wonderful. Well, well tell me about it, because I have not been. I mean, I definitely think it's a little weird when people go that didn't read the books or see the movies, because I'm like... Which is why I would not. I yeah, not you, I mean, because so much of the cool stuff is because you're like, oh, that store is from this or this object, and this is important because of. So while it would look cool and the rides would be fun, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be much less because you're missing all of that. All right, well. But the rides were rad. The you know the food was cool. They had like the the pubs and stuff from the books and. I don't know. Do they do they straight up have kids drinking in the Harry Potter ones? Because I know they're in bars, and I've seen no, like a drink, couple of the movies. They drink butter beer, which well, what's butter beer? That's a that's a good question. It's some sort of like butterscotchy drink. I had a frozen oh. one. It was super duper tasty. Oh, all right. Yeah, but so me and my dad went. It was good. There were no lines uh, for the world out there. Just a tip: if you don't know this, there is a a calendar for Disney and Universal that tells you when their busiest days are going to be and when their slowest days are going to be. And I cannot recommend that enough. That is a big deal because I went and picked the slowest days and we didn't wait for anything. And I've heard people wait like two to three hours for a ride. Yeah, I've heard that too. And I'm like, no, thank you. It's you know, there's nothing long. that interests me in the world enough to wait three hours for it. No, not at <laughs> all. Be like, Anna, and then you like go on a ride and it lasts a minute and 30 seconds. And then you're like, what are my choices in life? I don't it's, understand what I did. It's like when you watch those pictures that they take of you at the end of the ride and all you just see is a, like a l- bunch of people with like sideways grins. Just yeah, like, just like Harumph. miserable. Um, but yeah, while it is expensive, so I feel like, you know, it's limited. Not everybody can get there. And then when you do get there, they don't play around. You have to like scan your fingerprint to like oh, get yeah. in and do stuff. That's oh yeah. Crazy. Disney and Universal are taking I mean, it makes that sense because now. you could do half a day, leave, give your ticket to someone and then they could do the second half of the day. So I get it, but. It's still a little creepy. Kind of making a watch in Westworld. It makes you wonder, like, why are you keeping <laughs> my, why are you keeping my fingerprint? I did here, think Disney? that. I was like, oh, I feel like this is the first thing that's ever tracked my fingerprint. Now it, now it just like exists out there. Yeah, it's out there, and it's gonna, it's got your name, no doubt, your picture. Can you, can you please read the books? Why can't you do that? Like, you're such a reader. 
Why Why are you resisting this? I don't know. I was a contrarian when they came out, so I was just not reading them just to be that guy. And I now I'm just that. like, I'm so, I don't know. I don't know why. I should. I totally should. I don't know why I haven't read them yet. I have no joy. good excuse for that. So I was just like you, even like being, you know, in a library, I was like, I actually think it must have been pre, it was pre-library days. But anyway, so the books were out. There was like four of them out. And it would always be like on the news, like mm-hmm. all these crazy tots, like going and getting these books. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't like these trendy, everybody jumps on the band- bandwagon thing. I'm not into it. So I was like hanging out with my grandma. And I was kind of just like talking about it, like angrily for some reason. So I was just like, Harry Potter this, Harry Potter that. And I feel like she was only 50% listening to me. And As she, she usual <laughs> grandparent ratio. And so she was just, all she could remember is that I was talking about Harry Potter a lot. So when she went to the store, the next time I saw her, she was like, surprised, like, I bought you the four books that are out. And I was like, what? I don't want these, like, stupid kids' books. But because my grandma bought it and she, like, wrote in them and inscribed them to me, yada, yada. Your grandma totally trolled you. She was like, you're going to read them now. Pretty much. So I had to read them. And it was the greatest thing ever. So I read one. And then I told my dad. So we ended up reading all of them, like, at the same time, which is why we took this trip together. Um, Jacob, they're just so wonderful. I mean, they start off a little young. So it takes sure. years to kind of get into it, but you need to do it. All right, I'll get into it. I'd like you know, them all still... read by next week. Can it's... you do that? By next week? I don't know about all that. <laughs> Pretty long I mean, books. You have, a, but... you have a broken wrist. What else are you doing? That's true. I might start a rewatch of The Simpsons. That's a possibility, speaking of Universal. They just passed the longest. Um, they have the most episodes of any show throughout the history of television. They just passed Gunsmoke, I think it was. Oh, I didn't realize Gunsmoke was that big of a deal. Yeah, they did a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what number episode it was now, which I can't think of. But yeah, so the well, longest like, running show ever. 20-something years, so 30 it's, years almost. They also, we won't get into, but they have a Simpsons world at Universal, which also, I mean, I had a duff at, at Moe's. It's, I've pretty much peaked in my life. But anyway, so because of this uh, like fantasy world that I lived last week, I was thinking it'd be a good idea if we talk about some of our favorite fantasy movies and books today. What do you think? It works for me. That's right up my alley. It's good stuff. But let's just say now we're not going to discuss Harry Potter anymore. We're not going to talk about Lord of the Rings. We all know is the yeah. best books and probably the greatest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Game of Thrones. We're not going to talk about that either. No. It's all that. I mean, it's wonderful, but we're talking about that stuff a lot. Um, You're probably watching it. So some of the things you've probably also seen, but we're going to talk about our favorites in case you haven't, or maybe it's time to revisit them. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so I'm going to start it off with one of my all-time favorite films, and you will notice there is a trend to all of my movies. They were all created in the early 80s, so I'm pretty sure that's the greatest time yeah, I, I, I kind of trend towards the 80s myself, because especially for fantasy films, they just hit the sweet spot back then of yeah, what and they I th- do. Yeah, I think I was I was so young during them that they just really, those formative years, they're just embedded in like my DNA now. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, I'm just going to watch this well, it's the days over of like, and over. Days of like practical effects, and they would just go out into the middle of the woods and like, okay, we're going to film some stuff. Yeah. Throw some dirt on some people, and we're, <laughs> we're back in the Middle Ages. That works. So I'll start with one that's super popular, but it's probably time for people to revisit but <gasps> the never ending story <laughs> that's pretty good wasn't it's it it's a great movie it is so good so that one i think is from like 84 if you don't know it based on the book based on the book which i never read Neither but because I. the movie came out when i was so young and then the movie just exists as its own to me but it's about on his way to school a young bastion um who's kind of like an oddball kid his mom recently died yeah um his dad 
all I remember likes to drink raw eggs for breakfast. But anyway, so as he's going to school, he ends up ducking into this bookstore to avoid these bullies that are chasing him. And he finds a book that he ends up kind of, you know, we'll say sneaking away with instead of stealing it from the bookstore. But it's called The Neverending Story. And he goes to a school and kind of sneaks into the attic where he's reading it. And it's about this land of Fantasia. Uh, it's just like a fantasy land which is threatened by the nothing, which is a darkness that destroys everything it touches. And the whole thing is that the story ends up reaching out because it needs like a the help of a human child to survive. Um, what what can we say about? I mean, first of all, it has some great puppetry work, which yes. I know you're a fan of. I mean, Falcor. Falcor, the big rock dude. Like they got a whole so the much. The wolf. Good. The wolf is a little weird because I'm pretty sure they made half a puppet for that, That's, and then like yeah. you don't never see his back. But it also has. I'm gonna say I have seen a lot of movies. I have cried a lot of tears. But I am calling now that the never-ending story has the saddest scene of all time. I know exactly which one you're talking um, about. Of course you do. So it's when Atreyu and his horse Artex are in the swamp of sadness. Um, we're a- actually gonna, aptly named. Absolutely. We're going to play a clip because I want everyone to be as sad as I feel right now. So let's do that. Everyone knew that whoever let the sadness overtake him would sink into the swamp. Come on, Artex. What's the matter? What's wrong? Max, you're sinking! Come on! Turn around! You have to now! Come on! Artex! Fighting against the sadness, Artex! Artex, please. You're letting the sadness of the swamps get to you. You have to try. You have to care. For me. You're my friend. <laughs> Jacob. You're starting, starting today out on a rough note there. Can you hold me? I'm not okay. It never gets easier. Our text. Why did he let the sadness get him? And you just watch this beautiful horse like sink into quicksand while this kid loses it. And I don't understand how any of these were children's films back then. This, the um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Killing the Ant with a Scorpion. They're just rough, rough stuff all around the 80s. That also, that's a real heartbreaker. It's like, come on, 80s. You're killing me here. But anyway, it really, I think it's one of the greatest films, like, creature-wise. It's definitely worth checking out. So... Go get Never Ending Story. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Where how are you going to go now? Where are you going to go? You know what? I'm going I'm to go ahead and I'm going to go with one of my other, you know, dragons are very popular these days. Sure. As everybody knows. And so I'm going to go with Dragon Slayer. Did you ever see that movie from oh. the 80s? I don't remember. I don't think so. I think it's one that I always want to see, but now I worry that I won't be able to appreciate it like I would have at eight years old. <laughs> it's not as good as when you're eight, but it's still very good. So okay. it stars Peter McNichol, you know, the guy from the West Wing. Uh He's a very famous mm-hmm. character actor. He's one of those guys you see his face, you know who he is. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's uh, he plays a wizard's assistant. Um, something happens at the beginning with the wizard, and then he has to go on a quest to kill a dragon who is, you know, it's a basic fantasy plot. you got to go on a magical quest to kill a dragon. Sounds um, very Hobbit-like. It is, but it's not because, you know, this being the 80s, everything's filmed on location, so it just looks really cool. It yeah. has a very dark atmosphere to it. And I'm not going to lie, the dragon in the end of this movie, um, I think it's, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, Veramathax, I think his name is. Okay. Um, but he ha- is one of the, even to this day, one of the coolest 
like movie dragons you're gonna see. Really? It's one of your top. Even like looking at Game of Thrones dragons, do you feel like it's kind of cooler? Oh yeah, because he is just um, this huge, horrifying-looking dragon. There is no like chatting it up. There is no like um, side personality to it. You just get a straight-up dragon that is only concerned about burning and killing stuff. Um, It looks fantastic, even though it was made so long ago. It still looks like it still looks like an actual dragon. The final fight scene between them where it's like flying around and they're trying to ward them off and fight, it kind of gives you that feeling of if you're really going to have to fight one in real life, which you won't, I hope. Thank you. Thank <laughs> but, you for that comfort. But you're like, if you do, it's like it's not going to it's not going to go well for you. It's not going to be an easy fight. If you're going to win, it's going to be some kind of lucky, lucky shot you're going to okay. get there. So, but yeah, when it comes to like good old 80s dragon fighting fantasy, Dragon Slayer is, is up there. So check that one out. I definitely will. Sounds good. OK, so moving on to one. This movie was tore up when it came out. It definitely made Siskel and Ebert's worst movies of the years, um, which was in 1985. But I'm putting this like my top five overall best films, my favorites. And it's Return to Oz. Have you oh, seen it? Oh, my God. The Fruza Bulk one? Yes. Wow. Yeah, yes. I have not seen that movie in forever. That movie's amazing. Okay. So I think the reason it did so so badly, I mean, it has Return to Oz. People were expecting like The Wizard of Oz Part 2 which is not what this movie is no. at all. There is no singing and dancing and joy and color. It is like a dark, uh, dark film with also some cool puppetry work. But anyway, so it stars Dorothy, who is, uh, as Jacob said, played by Feruza Balk. And it's it kind of takes place after Dorothy would have come home from Oz. And she's been having like terrible nightmares ever since, kind of remembering and you know, she keeps talking about when she went to Oz and Aunt Em and Uncle Henry are like, oh, she's so messed up. Like what happened to her during this tornado? Because she remembers, you know, she's talking about this fake place. So they end up sending her to a sanitarium where they think it will kind of clear her head of all of this Oz nonsense, which is pretty much electric shock therapy. As was the, <laughs> as we know, was the plan back then. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's already so dark and creepy um, by that point. Um but, you know, something ends up happening there and Dorothy does manage to return to Oz. But things are not the same that we remember them from, like, the original film. You know, like, the yellow brick road is totally trashed. And she finds that, like, her old friends, like the Cowardly Lion and such, have been turned to stone. And that there is this, like, terrible gnome king who has taken over Oz. Yeah. And yeah, we were going to talk about the wheelies at any point. Like those I mean, things. the wheelies, I mean, all that's just the thing, I think, also why it was really tore up because it's supposed to be a, a film for kids and it was really scary. So the wheelies are like these men whose arms and legs are wheels are yeah. wheels and they like squeak around trying to kill you. And then, um, you know, people didn't really want to think of Dorothy getting shock therapy. And yeah. There's a witch in there that has removable heads. So she ends up. Turning people to stone so she can steal their heads so that she can wear them. This movie's a straight-up horror show for half of the running time, basically. But it's so good. There's something about it. Also, there. so it has a chicken. She ends up kind of going on this journey with a chicken instead of Toto. And the puppetry work, I think, is really excellent for that for that time period. I mean, it looks really realistic. Yeah, like I said, Jim Henson probably had a hand yep. in it. Like So, yeah, like the top era of puppetry work, you know. Probably going to be a bunch of movies on our list 
like what's going to involve like some puppetry work on it. I think in hindsight, I feel like if this movie came out now, it would do really, really well. Feruza Balk, I mean, it's you, they always cast such older kids like Judy Garland was considerably older, but Feruza Balk's like 10 years old when mm-hmm. she plays it. She does a really great job. Um, the movie could definitely be cleaned up. There's some green screen stuff that looks... Well, it was, you know, the 80s. Exactly. Like, it looks pretty bad, but um, if kind of restored... Um, I think would look great, but it is it is bleak, it is creepy, it is terrifying to the young, which makes it awesome. So <laughs> please, if you have not seen this movie, like you have to check it out. It's yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good choice. Yes, rewatch time. All right, you know what? I'm gonna go with one that's gonna be a double threat here. That's a book and a movie. Dun dun dun. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the witches. Have you ever seen? Oh, that I one? love the witches. So, yes. So it is based on a Ruald Dahl book. Did I say that correctly? Ruald Dahl. Ruald Dahl. Yeah. I think you got it. So it stars Angelica Houston um, as the main witch. Oh yeah. Um, and a boy and his grandma are going to a hotel. Um, I don't remember the reason that they're there, but they're there. So it turns out that there's a convention going on, and um, you know they figure you know whatever it's going to be like you know salesmen. The kid ends up sneaking into the convention, and then as he's in there. He finds out that it's just a convention of like all the witches in like the world just came to go visit. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and then like he like takes off their masks and stuff and you see these horrible like rat like looking witches. There's really great terrifying. makeup and prosthetics in that yeah. movie. Fabulous. Um, but basically then he gets turned into a mouse and then it is a story of him trying to get unmousified, I suppose. And oh, the way they're trying to find ways to defeat the witches. It's just such a good movie. It's one of those ones I saw when I was a kid. And I was like, I don't know if I should be watching this because it seems a little adult because there's some there's some rough stuff going on in that movie. But, you know, when I was thinking of movies for this, like my favorite fantasy, that was definitely one where I was like, I need to watch that again. Like it has been so long since I've seen it um, because I couldn't really say like if it's good to sit down and watch with your kids. Yeah. I don't remember if it was kind of light enough with a little bit of scary or if it was kind of like. I mean, I, I know I enjoyed it. Um, it currently has a like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. So really, bit, well, yeah. sometimes they do that, and it's like four people reviewed it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's well. like you, me, and a couple other people. But they all gave it a twenty-five percent thumbs up. No, but, that's um, that's an awesome choice. That's an old school one to check out and go read the book too. You know, so check okay. them both out. Let's, as of course, because I was too long-winded. Um, we're running out of time, so let's. You want to do like one more movie each, and then we'll talk about a couple books. Sure, okay. works for me. We can always come back and do another fantasy yeah. episode, obviously. So another one of my all-time favorite films, can't get enough of it, from 1988, is Willow. Oh, I love Willow. Of course, you love Willow. Willow is the greatest. It is the greatest. It is a movie that I'm like, why did this not get any attention? Whereas, like, The Hobbit got this three parts, and it was this huge billion-dollar blah, blah, blah. And I'm ever, as I watched The Hobbit in theaters, I was just like, Willow was better. Yeah, Willow was better. Willow was a way stronger storyline. So it stars little person Willow Ufgood, um, who's played by Warwick Davis. Top who, um, small actor in Hollywood. He's really great. Yeah. He's a super talented human. Um, but to protect this sacred infant that... Um, this wicked queen wants and they end up finding this baby in the creek um also the wicked queen is played by jean marsh who's also the wicked queen in return to oz oh that lady double duty because she is so she's a really creepy looking person like she is perfect for those roles um so he finds his infant and he has to go on this quest to kind of he he wants to like give her back to humans um and along this path he meets mad mardigan who's played by val kilmer now this is thin top of his game uh, val kilmer this is not pumpkin-esque val kilmer that we get nowadays i mean he looks good and he's he's super hilarious um 
and the, I don't know. The movie's really just plain awesome. I think it's a George Lucas movie. I feel it, like he directed it. It's one of his few movies outside. I don't outside think he directed it. It's um, but it has a big director. It, is it a Ron Howard film? You might, you might be right there. I think it's a Ron Howard film, but that Lucas kind of stepped in and helped it parts. If if I'm correct, I mean, a lot of them were really kind of dipping into to all of these, but it's definitely a fantasy film that's filled with heart and soul. It's really entertaining. It's a great adventure. It's got great set pieces, like great action scenes in there. There's big yeah. fights throughout the whole movie. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Willow. I actually just um. Well, I was like, I need to own that, and it's out of print. I had to buy like some weird bootleg Korean copy or something, but I was like, I need Willow in my house. I actually got a free copy of it from UB. Um, oh. I just went to like a, uh, one of those movies, and they just had like like DVDs sitting out, like, take one if you want it. They're free. Jealous. And there was a co- unopened copy of Willow, and I was like, yoink. You're like, obviously. Yeah, this that's is... going to be mine right there. Wow. So, yes, definitely Willow, oh, one of the best. All right. All right so... What do you got for us? Your last pick here. All right, for this week, I'm going to go with, you know, it's a little bit of a vanilla choice, but it's still awesome. That's Conan the Barbarian, ah, the original Conan. one starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I mean, what else is there? You to love Arnold. For? I feel like he comes up a lot for you. Uh, Arnold, you know, he's awesome, man. He, he brings it. His movies nowadays, you know, no reason to really watch those. They're all pretty forgettable. But, like, back in his heyday in the 80s, like, he could not go wrong. He had, like, a 10-year span where he was just making awesome, awesome movies. 80s, man. Um, 80s. So, yeah, it's just, like, a perfect example of high fantasy. I feel like this is the movie that really kicked off that whole sword and sandals thing in the 80s. Like, this Mm -hmm. was, like, the first one that was, like, this is going to be the template that everybody else is going to follow from now on. Okay. Um, So it's basically the Sumerian Conan is basically he gets kidnapped as a kid um, and put to work. Getting put to work basically uh, makes him into the Hulk, hulking human that is 80 Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He then gets um, grabbed by these guys looking for like fighting talent, um, and then they take him in and teach him basically, you know, philosophy fighting. And then he basically goes on a huge adventure. It also has probably like a lot too many people I think follow this creed, but it has one of the best like movie credos of what the character is going to be. Um, I know how you like to throw it to clips, so I actually have oh. a clip this time. Okay, let's so he- let's, uh, let's hear play it. that real quick. But what is best in life? The open steppe. Three tours. Falcons at your wrist. And wind in your hair. Wrong! Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear a lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Um, so, are those the words that you live by? Is this your personal credo now? I mean, you know, it's not a horrible way to live when you think about it. I mean, is is Conan wrong? Is that not what's are best you, in life? Are you going to look at me disapprovingly if I confide in you right now that I've never seen Conan? Oh, yes, I am. I are am. you serious? You've never seen Conan I the hope, Barbarian? I hope my husband doesn't listen to this episode because I think I've been lying to him over the years. Well, he's got, you better tell him because if I'll I see I'll check him, it out. I'm actually, I'm going to grab it from the library today. It I'm going to make that happen. It is an awesome movie. Uh, go check it out. Yeah, for numerous reasons. Go find out what's best in life. I'm going to do it. You, how could you? I don't even know how you made it this far, Michelle, without knowing. I, I mean, I'm disgusted with myself. What else do you want me to do? Go watch the movie. I mean, my God. It's just like harsh on me. Trust me. You can't hate me any more than I hate myself right now. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about a couple books. Obviously, again, no Harry Potter, no Lord of the Rings, no, no Game of Thrones. No. There's probably other huge ones. Um, so this book, and I know that I'm pretty sure I got you to read this these two books but let's find out um the name of the wind i started to read them i never finished them by patrick rothfuss okay so right now there's two there's the name of the wind and the wise man's fear this is some 
this is fantasy at its at its top of its game here. So the story is told in this character Kavoth's own voice, and it's the tale of him, and he's this magically gifted young man who ends up growing up to be the most notorious wizard the world has ever seen. It has a really uh, intimate narrative of like his childhood in this troop of traveling players, and just his years kind of spent as an orphan in this crime-ridden city and what that did to him, um, and how... You know, he had to be really daring and brazen to enter this legendary school of magic. And then it's a lot about his life as a fugitive after the murder of this king and yada, yada, yada. They are fantastic. I feel that these two books are near perfect books in this uh, in this trilogy. But I will say, because while at one point I was like, everybody get out right now. Go read these two books. It's the best um patrick rothfuss i feel has taken the road of george R. R. martin unfortunately and he is it seems like he will never finish the third book well it's really it's really sad i feel like it's been six years or something like that he kind of said he had it written and that he was just editing it yeah that which, sounds familiar yeah i think that's just was kind of like a ploy it actually um changed i had my dad read these books and he's been so mad that the third one hasn't come out that he has given up all book series that aren't fully written before he starts reading them. He's like, never again. Him and George R.R. R. Martin, he's like, forget it. Like, what's the point? You get into it, and then you never get the conclusion. He's probably probably right on there. But, you know, there is a TV show coming up, so. I know, but that, like, almost makes me mad, too. I'm like, great, so it's going to be like Game of Thrones, where I have to finish the series on the screen because it'll be done before the books are out. That's yeah. really kind of disappointing. But I don't want that to d- deter people from reading them, so add these two books to your list, but maybe just really space them out and read them slowly, and then maybe magically it will be written <laughs> by yeah. the time they will They'll bang it out real quick and get it <laughs> out right. there for us. All right, so um, I'm going to recommend a series, actually. So I'm going to go with the Terry Pratchett Discworld book series. Okay. Have you uh, read any of these? I haven't, but it always pops up as something I would like. So I'm not going to lie. I've never read them, but I have. Um, <laughs> I got a story behind why I recommend it. You said that when I was sipping my tea. I swallowed it funny. <laughs> but a friend of mine, Kenny, uh, he is big time into this series. Okay. So I have seen like how deep the mythology is. He tried to explain it to me a couple of times about like what's what and all <laughs> the like, background. And bro, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. It's like a twenty something, maybe even more book series. Oh, it's boy. a very deep fantasy world. They have they're branching out into uh, they have some movies based on there that I can't remember off the top of my head. There's like computer game that's been going for like twenty years now where it's like text adventure kind of style. Okay. He used to sit there and play that thing for hours. It was I was mystified watching him do all the, sit there and do it um they have some tv shows and movies coming out again coming in the future terry pratchard's unfortunately dead so there's you know you don't have to worry about any new books i mean sometimes i'm a little suspect it's kind of like uh uh robert jordan who wrote that huge fantasy series where i feel like there was oh wheel of time yeah yeah yeah. which he could even finish because he died beforehand but sometimes it's tough like really you gotta write 20 of them you got a lot to say. At least there's going to be a lot of background, you know. Get some yeah, it's a true. So fully the, built out world. Terry Pratchett one. But yeah, like they're up. super popular. I can see it's got a deep world to go check out. So go check out the Discworld series. All right, cool. So this one, um, I love recommending to people, especially if you enjoyed Harry Potter, or maybe if you enjoyed the idea of Harry Potter but felt it was for too young an audience, is the book series The Magicians. Did you read those? No, I didn't. Okay, so it's by Lev Grossman. Is that like based on the TV show or whatever? Well, the TV show is based on these books, yes. Yeah, obviously. Um, Which I can't get into the TV show, but that's something different. Neither here nor there. It's about the character, the main character is Quentin Coldwater, 
who is this great br- name? Yeah, it's a really good name. Who is this brilliant but miserable um, high school math ge- genius? And he is secretly fascinated with this series of children's fantasy novels, which is set in this magical land called Fillory. Um, and he kind of finds real life really disappointing by comparison. And I feel like Fillory is um, maybe like a Hogwarts, but really like a Narnia. You get like a strong vibe. So okay. he then is unexpectedly admitted to this elite secret college of magic. And it looks like his wildest dreams have come true. And these newfound powers kind of lead him down this like rabbit hole of disillusionment. And it gets kind of this, this like really dark secret behind Fillory, which might actually be a real place and not just this fantasy series. Hmm. Um, it is, I like to say it's like the Harry Potter for adults. These books okay. are great. So there's three of them. There's the magicians, the magician King and the magician's land. Highly recommended. I will say, though, that I feel that the first book in the trilogy, which is this is usually the opposite of how it usually goes, is the weakest of the three. That's good. So it's like reverse Hunger Games syndrome? Yes, exactly reverse Hunger Games. So like you read the first one and you're like, oh, I'm into it. But then you read the second one and it's better. And then the third one even more so. Okay. The series is awesome. You should definitely check it out. I will do that. Magicians. All right. Yeah, cool. I got it. Do something to watch. You got something else for us? Um, I have too many. I'm just not going to be able to do them. Yeah. So. Uh, real quick, I guess. Um, you know what? I, these are too complicated for the amount of time that we have left. I'm going to punt on these ones because like, I got like a bunch of really you good. You wanted to save them for next time? Yeah, let's save them for next then time. Then I'll throw one more. Check out this series, Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. Also a trilogy. But again, these are all written, so you don't have to like wait for them to come out. And Brandon Sanderson is a huge fantasy author. Yeah, I, I know that name. That guy's big time. He's who took over for Robert Jordan when he couldn't finish the Wheel of Time series. Um, oh, then you know that he's got to be big time. And man. I've actually heard that his books were kind of superior. But so check out this series. It's a little convoluted to explain, but it's kind of like for thousands of years in this land, there's this ash that has fallen. There's no flowers. There's this ska population, which are kind of slaved people. They live in misery under this Lord ruler. And of course, there ends up being like a ska who kind of rises like, up. Uh, no doubt. That is the worst joke you have ever made. I'm going to throw up. You probably just ruined this series for me. Anyway, I just check it out. I I can't. I'm out. I I you you broke me. You broke me right I've there. got my revenge for the jokes. Oh, I should make you go listen to Mighty Mighty Boss Tones the rest of the day is painted for that. that. You, you think that's a punishment? I, yeah, the worst. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on SoundCloud all booked up. Uh, the podcast is also available on iTunes. And also don't forget though if you have any questions or comments, just send them to all booked up at buffalolib.org and then we will dress them on the show we sure will we'll, we'll, we'll write back we'll talk back so also i wanted to end with some some great information um sticking with this fantasy theme some things i found out which are super real life awesome um but did you know that a group of hummingbirds do you know what that's called no they're called a charm Aww. isn't that cute that's adorable it's very adorable and also scotland's national animal is a unicorn <laughs> Scotland. They're going all in right there, aren't they? <laughs> Nailed it. I, I'm with you, Scotland. Well done. Support it. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye.